I've been recording this whole time. Stinky rabbit. A-B-R. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, can you do a quick check on him just to see? Yeah, he's... Um... Appears to be acting like a doctor. He's okay. got um, a broom. Okay. He's collecting items. He's still in the bed, though. Okay, okay. That's well, a parent win. Okay. Um, do you notice how creaky these chairs are? So we got to be mindful of trying not to creak too much. Okay. I, I will do my best not to creak. Okay. So, okay, I'm going to start. Okay. Even though you've been recording, though. Yeah, but I'm not going to keep any of that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hi, everybody. Welcome to A Therapist and a Lawyer Walk into a Bar. I'm Caitlin. I'm John. We are your co-hosts for this podcast, which is a companion piece to the Dialoguing newsletter on Substack. This podcast is possible thanks to our paid subscribers over there on Substack. And if you'd like to be one too, you can head on over there and let us know that you support us and you're excited about what we're doing and you Mm -hmm. want more of it. And we're also on Apple Podcasts now. So Oh my God. Yeah. You can I'll I'll put a link to the podcast in the newsletter itself. You can also copy and paste the RSS feed to find it. Um, What's an RSS feed? It's not in the New York concern. Oh, These are things that I know and you don't have to know. Good. Okay. Um, so yeah, you can review us there. So yeah, if you drop a rating, you can also leave us a review. We might read a few on here if we get some. Um, so yeah, just let us know how you're feeling about it. Otherwise, we feel like we're um, shouting into the void. Which is okay. I'll shout into the void. Yeah, you will. Mm-hmm. I mean, the void has treated us well. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it'd be nice if there was. Not, it wasn't just a void. Right. But right. I mean, if we're stuck with a void, we're stuck with a void. Yeah. You know. Meet, I mean, I think I want to. Where we're at. I want to do it either way, mm-hmm. but I like to know how people feel about it and Mm. I think it's connecting and you know I've been thinking a lot about that actually since starting the newsletter because I'm realizing I always considered myself like this is gonna sound maybe maybe I don't know maybe you'll agree but I never at least now in my life I didn't think I was someone who needed a lot of validation Mm. um and this newsletter has proved me very, very wrong. Mm. <laughs> um, like, I really... There's a there's times where I'm like, you're doing this for you. You're doing this because you kind of, at one point, felt like you had to. And like, challenging. It's fulfilling. And that all feels true until the moment it goes live on Monday morning. And then I get crickets. And I start to feel like what the fuck am I doing this for? This is so stupid. This is so arrogant. Mm. Like nobody cares, like shouting into the void. Um, and so it's been a little bit of a humbling and confronting thing. And I think the, the place that I've landed now that it's been, I think a little bit over, like it's been like six weeks, I think. And I think it's been good for me to, kind of humble myself and accept that like, yes, of course, Caitlin, there are areas where you need validation. Maybe there are other areas where I don't need it as much, but of course I do. And like, why do I think that that's positive? And like, I think it helped me helped is maybe generous, but I think it's brought, it's confronted me with some things I think I tell myself about myself. And so maybe John doesn't care, but I, if you're liking this, (laughs) Um, let us know because I think it also feels good to be the one expressing love and also the one receiving love. Like I think about times where, and I'm guilty of this too, where like I'll like read something on Substack and like maybe I don't interact with it and like I it, I should. It feels good to do that and it feels good to be the receiver. Or if I, you know, somebody does something amazing in my life, like I should put out like appreciation and gratitude because it feels good to do that and it also feels good to be the receiver which 
it's really hard for me to say. Like, I, I, there's a part of me that wants to not need that, which is, if any of my clients are listening, they're probably, like, <laughs> furious with me because I often validate for them that, like, obviously, of course you want... <laughs> validation like it's well yeah and i think it's, it's different when it's you're doing something that's vulnerable and exposing and is like putting yourself out there that you don't have like a backdrop or a crutch of saying oh, i'm doing this for work or i'm doing this you know for uh, family or, or something else you're doing this for you and it's mm-hmm. all the more like, so you don't consider this work for me no, I mean, it is work, but it's work in a very public and vulnerable way. Okay. Like, okay. So, I mean, I think it's, you're going to feel the weight of, you know, validation or needing validation more because it's, I feel like it's because it's more personal. It's mm-hmm. not like <clears throat> you're not hiding behind the veil of. I think all those other things are personal, too. I think your point about it being public, it's actually the opposite. Like, because it's public, maybe I am feeling more, like, needing, like, cover, you know? Like, because my parenting is mostly private. My sessions with clients are obviously private. Like, I think I'm feeling more exposed, hi, Stan, um, in that it's public. Um, And... So I think that's what I'm feeling and noticing the most. And it's been a good, like I said, it's been humbling. I guess, where do you fall on the validation meter? Like, where where do you need, where do you need it? And where do you find yourself not really needing it? Mm. Um, I mean, I, I, I... And, you know, definitely um, work stuff where I just feel like it'd be nice if someone was like, yeah, you're doing the right. This is right. You're yeah. This is what you're supposed to be doing. And sometimes I'll even I feel like do things just because other people are like, yeah, no, this is the way it's supposed to go. And I'm like, oh, OK, well, other mm-hmm. people are saying that this is the way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's certainly place of validation um yeah has it changed in the 10 plus years i don't know i don't i don't know that it that it it probably but yeah i don't really if you were to rank like work maybe validation in our relationship validation as a parent validation from your friends like Mm. you know like where where do you feel most secure definitely not validation from from my friends i mean that is (laughs) yeah if you were waiting waiting for that you would be just very thirsty yeah um yeah i don't know i mean i think that um Maybe it's a bit of a defense mechanism that I just really don't, I don't know. Yeah, you, you know, now that I'm saying this, you don't even respond to validation. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, that's a, I don't know why I just spent five minutes asking you that. Yeah. I guess maybe I thought internally maybe it was being received differently than externally. But yeah, John has like explicitly asked me not. There, are, I mean, there are times obviously where you need it, but... There were, I think, especially early on in our relationship, you were kind of like, I, I can appreciate and hear what you're saying, but like, if you really want something to land, you're more of like an acts of service person, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I, I don't talk is cheap, you know, like there's sort of a. You know, and and it's not cheap because for me it's very expensive and very um, (laughs) difficult to say validating things. Uh And Uh um, but I I don't know. I feel like I've just adapted uh, a a mindset. A you know of I don't need your stupid validation. Like Mm -hmm. I'm. Well, and it's usually, like, born of something. Like, we all have reasons why 
things land in the way that they do. I mean, it is funny that we're married to each other because like the thing that you, that doesn't really land for you mm-hmm. is the thing that is like, I think most ubiquitously considered with a therapist, like somebody who's very validating and compassionate and you're kind of like, ah, I don't need that. Like, you know, and, and conversely, I really do need that from you. And it's a real struggle for you. Yeah. And, and maybe there's, you know, a, a, a bit of it is I do need that, but I've ah. <clears throat> developed such a, you know, an armor, um, against that, that I'm like, I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't need it. And the, you know, squishy center part is like, I need it. I need it. I need it. Mm. And the outside's like, shut the fuck up. Get back down. You know, like, I don't know if that's. Don't, know. don't take that candy. You're going to get addicted. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think that there is, <clears throat> this is weakness. Mm. Which I think I've felt that recently in a way that like I honestly can't remember the last time and maybe it's because I'm like I don't know I'm like wondering like am I very maybe I maybe I am really validated (laughs) in my life and I'm thinking like oh I don't really need it but like maybe I have it and that's why I don't feel a lack of it because I think you're validating and my friends are and Archie is Archie was so sweet with you tonight yeah oh my god yeah he's gonna let me bring his sloth on a, his slothy on my guy's trip yeah. which unlike bringing a stuffy on a guy's trip that stuff he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna learn some ways of we life. We need to protect Slothy at all costs. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John's um it's John's birthday tomorrow. And <sighs> 25 was just I never thought I would get here, you know. Jeez. Oh, sweetie pie, sweetie pie. Mm-hmm. Um so John's turning 41 tomorrow. <sighs> and um you going on this guy's trip and Archie asked if he can come and mm-hmm. he said no, but Auntie Yaya's coming and um, and he said, um, Archie had picked out some stickers for John for his birthday. And he said, well, you picked out some too. I picked out the space jam ones. That's yeah. true. That's true. Um, but he picked out some stickers for you and he said, you can take your stickers on your trip just in case. He just in case you want to give them out to your friends. Yeah. And then he said, I'm going to miss you. And then he ran to his bedroom and got you a stuffed animal to take on your trip. And it was so sweet that I wanted to pass away. Yeah. Um, yeah. He so, has that, he has that impact, that he, effect. Um, yeah. He was so excited picking out stuff for you at the store. It was really cute. Yeah. Yeah. So on the topic of birthdays. Yes. Let's talk about them. So I, I had a thought about it. Okay. What age you are, what age people perceive you as, and what age do you perceive yourself as? Oh, wow. Okay. Are you throwing it to me? So you're 30. <laughs> I'm not 30. This is a joke. Wait a second. That John likes to tell. I'm pretty sure you're 30. <laughs> Because you've been 30 for, I think, yeah. six years. Yeah. He, to be fair, we didn't do anything for my 30th birthday. I think we watched, like, Vivian was homesick from school or something, and we watched Vivian, and then we went to Lulu's, but it was, like, very low key. And so I think it was when I was 31 and pregnant with Archie, you said something like, What do you want to do for your birthday? It's your 30th. And I was like, are you fucking with me right now? <laughs> and then I had to do the math because I can never remember how old I am, but I was like fairly certain that it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's his joke every year is that I'm 30. Um, but I'm not, I'm 35. I think. Is that the math? I, you know, and I, um, any time that I have to like fill that out on like, 
an airline thing or buying tickets, it's like I'm always like, okay, eight thirteen. <sighs> 88, 87, 89, 80. How can you not remember 88? Eight? It's like August 8th. 888. Like. I will just say for the audio technician. I know. I'm I was admonished I about not creaking and I, I haven't creaked once. I know. You're doing a great job. I'm really struggling. I'm kind of a fidgeter. Okay. We might have to come up with a different seating arrangement. Um, okay, <clears throat> so you have a hard time remembering, even though it's my birth month. I don't know why that would yeah. be hard. I, I don't think I'll have a problem anymore now, now that we're having this conversation. It's like yeah. so drilled in. But yeah, um, yeah so um, so you're 35. not 30. You're 35. I'm 35. What age do you think people perceive you as? And where do you perceive yourself at? Mm-hmm. I think it depends on the setting. I think a lot of my clients think I'm probably older than that Um, because, you know, just being in a position of like providing, I think, support and care. I think you just kind of always like my I've been thinking about this with my therapist, like. I'm actually pretty sure she's younger than me, but I just like assumed she was older than me. Like whenever I'm in a position of like receiving care I like automatically feel like small and younger mm-hmm. um and so my guess is that um I also have a skin condition where my hands are wrinkly and so I think that often even though obviously I'm not like an elderly person I think that does cause people to think like does she have a Benjamin Button situation going on <laughs> or is she like but is that how you Oh, think pl- they oh, perceive oh, you? Or? please, please put this on me. Like, I'm making this up. No, I'm wondering, if, like, do people say, like, oh, how many grandchildren do you have? <laughs> they don't say that, but I can, you know, I can see people looking at it and wondering and, you know. Um, so I think that just kind of inherently makes me look older because we associate wrinkles with older people. I'm not making that up. <laughs> um and so I think, but I think people probably, I don't know. And like, if I'm with Archie, I probably seem older. If you and I go out for a date night, we probably seem younger. 21. You know? That was a couple of years ago now, but yes, mm-hmm. people thought we were 21 a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, but I think I sense from you and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I guess, I don't know how you feel about aging, but the way you're talking about this is like, almost like being young is like preferred no i'm not i'm not saying it's preferred or not preferred i just you know like i don't see myself as 41 right i don't like my in my mind a person who is 41 is like my parents' friends. Like, I, I feel like I'm constantly stuck in, like, yeah. a view of myself that is, like, you know, 13 to 20-some years old. Yeah, how old and, were you when your parents were 41? Um, 14, 15, when okay. my dad was, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. my mom, yeah, a little bit more. Yeah. You know, so it's like, I... You know, I, I, I just, a person who is 41 is much different than, than I, you know, I'm, I am but a child with these wee bitty hands and this little bitty body. And I look forward to driving one day, you know, maybe it's not that extreme, but you know, the, the the concept is still there that I'm just like, I, I don't, mm. does anyone feel their age? Is that something that like, are you ever like, yeah, I'm definitely 35. I, especially the last four years, I do feel, I mean, I feel the last four years have felt like 50 to me. And I feel like I have lived a lot of life and so you feel older than 35. I think I feel my age. Exactly like 35. Yeah, I don't think I have, I don't have a good reference point for 35, to be honest. Like, I'm trying to think how old I would have been when my sister was 35. 
When she was 35, I would have been 23. 23, where was I when I was 23? I was like, not long before I met you. I think it's like right when Kevin and I broke up. Yeah, I mean, she seemed... I don't know. She seemed young to me. I don't know. I think maybe because I always had an older sister. I don't know. I think... And I think it's all relative, you know? Like, when you're younger... You're kind of necessarily so. Like, time feels different. And 40 is twice your life, you know? And so, like, when you're 15, at least, you know, it's like... What's the math on that? Like, 15 times 15. 15 plus 15 is 30. So it's, like, even more. So Mm. it's, like, it feels so far off. Does that make sense? Yeah, and well, I think I think also, you know, if I'm, like, I just remember, I don't know why this stuck out of my mind, but I guess my dad turned 40, I was like, lordy, lordy, look who's 40. It was like a card <laughs> or something. And I don't know why I remember that card, but, you know, at that point he had, I was 13, mm-hmm. Jan was 10, mm-hmm. so... You know, I mean, well, he went through a lot of a lot of those. You know, that's a lot of raising of chillins, and, and as we know, raising the chillins ages you. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's somewhat of the perspective. I mean, mm-hmm. you also had like a very extended youth too. I mean, I think. You know, when I met you, (laughs) you told me this later, but you were kind of like, I don't know that you foresaw the way your life pivoted and like having a family and like, you know, kind of slowing down in a certain way. Like, I I mean, of course you don't feel 41. (laughs) I mean, I think it's only been the last couple of years where you've really like done the stuff that I think you associate with like old fogies, you know, like our monotonous kind of, kind of is what I was talking about. Does that make sense? Like, you know, walkers, but no, I, yeah, I, I, I get that, you know, like a, like, irrational uh, level of concern about the lawn being mowed. Mm-hmm. Right. These are your new hills to die Home on. projects. Yeah. Yeah. So this Do is all to organize new. thing. Like, all of my screws, like, there's Phillips screws and flathead screws, like, mingling. Uh-huh. This is a problem. Do you ever reflect on... You kind of are, like, a fungi Charlie and, like, want... I I think I wonder, I see sometimes, like, if being an adult, quote-unquote, and, like, whatever you associate with that, like, feels confining to you. Like, you know, sometimes when I think... You know, when you want to blow off steam, you kind of want to do it in a way where it's, like... You don't want it to be so serious. You don't want to be so adult. Like, you mm-hmm. kind of want... And which, I mean, I understand. I do it in my own way. But I guess I wonder about... I don't Yeah, if you reflect on that at all. of like For sure. And I have recently. I don't know why it... I was listening to our competitor podcast, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. <laughs> and he was talking to, like, his producer and... Um, This guy who's been, like, with him from, like, since 2001. Mm -hmm. And he was like, what are you wearing? Like, you're wearing some weird, like, band t-shirt. Like, what? Like, you have holes in your jeans. Did you buy them like that? Mm -hmm. Like, like, at what point are you going to be, you know, become an adult? Mm -hmm. And it really kind of rang with me. I was like, man... Dress like a child. 
Like, when, when you're not at work, you wear yeah, a suit to work. But when right. you come home, you do have a band t-shirt on and black yeah, pants. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, and I jean shorts and, you know, like, there is like a certain element where I'm like, man, should I start dressing my age? Like, mm. in general? Like, is there... Do I gotta hang up the the jean cut off jean shorts? Like, I, I think it's more about confronting your perception about what a forty year old is. Like, for it, it wasn't. It's not that like forty has changed. It's that you're closer to it now, and you can see that like forty year olds are still fucking around. You know, you're not like you know. You don't turn in your fun keys. Like, less about you, like, starting to wear cargo shorts and more about, like... Please, that day cannot... Just don't let it happen. Don't, please. I think that it will happen. Mm. And... What am I going to put in them? Everything's digital now. Remember when my... So my dad is, like, cargo pants but level up the cargo pants zip offs zip offs yep that zip into shorts and he why buy shorts and pants you can just buy one i mean from a like utilitarian perspective it's genius a genius yeah um but he took them off in front of archie and archie was just like what is this like witch's magic papa's a transformer <laughs> yeah papa why don't mine have zippers mm. um yeah, I wonder if it's more about confronting what that all means. You know, like, you feel good in those clothes. Um, yeah, I don't know if I do anymore. <gasps> That's the question. Wow. You know, I think it was for for a long time I was trying to find, you know, a, a, a style of my own. Uh-huh. And I think that I, f- I found it and I knew what I liked. I knew what I felt good in. Um, and I just don't know if I feel good. In, like, you know, like even on Sunday when we have 62 of our closest friends over <laughs> for Archie's birthday, <laughs> I was just like getting ready for that. And I was like, oh, I noticed you wore a button down, which really yeah. surprised me when I came out here. I was like, I, you made me, I like, I like dressed up more because I was like, I know what the fuck is he wearing? I was going to wear like athleisure. Yeah. I felt like, well, oh these people are God. going to expect a gentleman of the home and <laughs> I shall present a gentleman of the home to them. Wow. I wear a button down. I wear slacks. I'm a little, I did wear Birkenstocks. Though. I'm a little I mean, horrified by this. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's coming from an authentic place, fine. But I worry that you're doing this because of other people's perception of you. No, I mean, I think that it's a little of probably both. Okay. I think that I, I'm feeling less comfortable in those threads that I used to sport. Okay. And now I am trying to explore other threads that may, you know, balance some of like, okay, what can I wear that's comfortable and becoming of a man of my vintage? (laughs) Which, if you looked around at that party, there was many people in many different sorts of varieties of clothing, uh, you know, that... (laughs) Was are like you, interesting. Are you new here on first this, timer, on first this timer. planet? Yeah, <laughs> like one of those one of those alien Caitlin, folks. Caitlin, you won't believe it. There were people, and they were wearing different types of clothes, shoes, all sorts, sandals, flip flops, some athletic shoes, some toes, some not toes, boots. I mean, boots. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, so I think I'm going through another renaissance wow. of of um, what is going to be my um, joie de vivre. No, that's not the right one. Whatever the the French saying is, like my, you know, style of the of the hour. Mm, okay, okay. Wow. So when did this start? Is it when Conan said that thing? 
Mm, I think it, it kind of started a bit before then. I became more conscious of it. Like, but like when? I don't. I, what I happened to you? <laughs> well, I went to that to that concert, and somebody said, "Look at that old guy trying to look like a young guy." No, no that nobody said that, but no. you felt that way. No, no, I didn't feel that way. Um, I don't know. I, I don't have a, a pinpointed date on when. I'm so curious. I can't timestamp this. this. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad I asked because I guess this came from your question, but. Um, yeah, way to take ownership of my question. Yeah. Well, you know what's interesting now that you're asking this is. I remember you saying you had a little bit, maybe complex isn't the right word, but people always thought your younger sister was older than you. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if that plays a role in any of this. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you've kind of always been perceived as younger than you are. Yeah. To this day. Yeah. I mean, I get, you know, when we go and check out at the grocery store and have to come check my ID and I, you know, see them put in like, oh, ten, eighteen, ninety-two. Like mm. this guy clearly can't be, can't be forty. Not this Jim Oak. Um, wow. You know, it's a little bit like, <sighs> bud. <sighs> That's in, supposed to be an eight, okay? This fine piece of meat is a f- uh, forty. You're vintage. an eighties baby. So, yeah. so there's a part of you that is flattered by it, and then a part of you that is offended by it. Zero flatter. I'm not flattered by it. Oh. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> he's giving nope. me a real. He's jutting out his chin. And he's shaking his head Mm-mm. that he doesn't like it. Okay. Yep. Oh wow. Okay. Well, then maybe that. Okay. I could see maybe that's part of the t-shirt thing. Of like you're tired of being perceived as younger than you are. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just want to be that, you know, have that kind of salt and ketchup kind of vibe, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm so excited about you aging. I love an older man. I love gray. I love bald men. I just, mm. you know, my some of my number ones, Harrison Ford, Kevin Costner, like... Give him to me, bedraggled, an aged man. So I'm, I'm like down, but I also want you to feel. I hope that you explore this, not with constraints, but with like listening. Like, what do I feel comfortable in, and what do I like, and you know, mm-hmm. you're the, the truth is, is you're not too old to wear a band T-shirt. If you wear it and you feel like this isn't aligned with how I feel about myself, then okay take it off but I don't really believe in that I, I personally don't think you know like if an 80 year old person wants to wear a crop top like fucking get after it um, and honestly I've been kind of doing the opposite of like I wore my hair in pigtails the other day and like I bought these like Lisa Frank stickers and I put them on my coffee and like wearing my Taylor Swift shit everywhere I can and Right. I'm kind of like embracing that I am like I have youthful I make bracelets like you know like I think I have been kind of embracing my inner child in that way and like not being afraid to seem immature I actually thought that I thought about that today I had my Taylor Swift sweater on when I dropped off Archie and I've been seeing a lot of the parents because we hosted a party at our place on Sunday for Archie he turned four and I invited the whole classroom and I didn't think everybody was going to come and a lot of people came and it ended up being 60 people 25 plus of which were children um and so I've been seeing a lot of the parents at pick up and drop off. And I was thinking like, you know, I was kind of competing with you and what you were wearing. So I had like a black top on and black pants on and, you know, I drop them off at school. I'm in like, you know, my workout stuff and my Taylor Swift thing and being like, I think I notice we're both noticing the same thing, but having different reactions. My reaction is to be like, I can wear this and still be a mom and still be a therapist and still be 
a mature person. Liking Taylor Swift does not make me immature. It does not. I think it's like it's ages. It's ageist in all these different ways. You can be ageist by, you know, being <clears throat> assigning certain attributes to old, older people and doing the same thing to young people. Um, and so it's interesting <laughs> that we're having. But I think. I think we've also had opposite trajectories of this. Like, I think I have been overly adult and being like, kind of like, I didn't have a, a period of like, um, like being incredibly irresponsible and like, I didn't have that college experience, you know, I didn't, and irresponsible is maybe too strong of a word, but do you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I think I went to undergrad and then grad school and then I started working and I'm living with a boyfriend and like, and then we got together and then we got married and then we had a kid. Like, I haven't <laughs> been able to be immature in a safe way. And immature is maybe not the right word. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? I do, but I also disagree. Okay. Let's disagree that that is necessarily what you're... I see some of that stuff, but I think you're also, you know, finding, you know, designers and brands that you like and that you support and that you, you know, align with in a multitude of ways. And... Mm. I think that there is a maturity and a growth to that, you know, mm -hmm. and I can, maybe part of me kind of sees that, you know, where you're like, Hmm, <clears throat> you know, this really speaks to me, you know, and I like how this looks and feels and mm. presents. And so I, I, I kind of, I understand what you're saying, but I kind of, I think. Well, you might like, be highlighting and noticing different things, mm -hmm. which I think that is also true. Like I'm not just, you know, wearing pigtails and Daisy Dukes and crop tops and running around. Right. I mean, you know, I mean, I, when we met, I mean, you were like, yeah, whatever is off the rack, I'd, you know. Like you'll wear Target shoes, and that was like a big thing that we would get into is like the Target shoe I, debate. If you bring Target into this, <laughs> I'm going to file for divorce. Um, but, right, but some of that was, uh, yeah. I mean, there's lots of layers to that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yes, I think, but some of that is, like, financial means, you know, like, I could buy, you know, a really nice pair of shoes, you know, like, I think I didn't have, um... I, yeah, and I don't want this, and I feel like I'm sounding like love is blind, like I don't like you with makeup on, <laughs> like, I'm not trying to comment about, you know, that, I'm just, I'm just talking through sort of observations that I'm having and I, and I definitely, and I understand what you're talking about is there is a period. And I, I think I had that of, of trying to own, I don't have to wear, you know, dockers and penny loafers just because I'm in my thirties. Like right. I right. can, I'm not, you know, I'm not like most dads, I'm a cool dad. Right, right. And maybe I'm having, because I'm, you know, six years younger than you, maybe I'm having that now. Mm -hmm. And maybe in, maybe when I'm 41, I'm going to be like, you know, no more skims for me. Button downs. Oh my mm -hmm. God, no button downs. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, okay. I think that is sort of a, I'm, my name is John. I'm 41. I think people think that I am 25. <laughs> I think that I'm 12. <laughs> oh, honey, that was so honest. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's true. Hi, Ernie. This is not what's going to happen, okay? So I'm going to gently move you down, and we'll, we can cuddle in a little bit, okay? Thank you. Okay. Oops, your body... You have a hard time with your body, don't you? Yeah. Um, 
You're very long. Um, so how old do you think people perceive me? Um, hmm. Well, I mean, that, that guy at that bar said you were 21. Um... I guess it's like what you said. I mean, I guess it depends on the the context. Um, I think that people perceive you as late 20s. Okay. Okay. And I think that part of it is... My pigtails. Your, well, your pigtails. Um, you have a youthful glow. Mm. Um, and also, Archie's three or four now. Mm-hmm. And I think that generally people, when they see a person with one child who is four, think, but that's, oh, the person had like a kid in their mid-twenties. I, I completely disagree. I think I might be one of the younger moms at Archie's school. <laughs> Don't you think? No idea. Yeah, you would have no idea. I, have, I mean, I have no idea how old... Anybody is. Yeah, any of his friends' mothers are. Yeah. Um, but in you saying that, I guess you're... I sense that I... I mean, of the ones I've known and we've talked about... And I often get this where, like, I'll, we'll meet up with people and they'll be like, you know, how old are you? Which Morgan brought up when we went to Portland. She was like, one of the first times we hung out, you asked us to all go around the table and talk about how old we were. And I was like, oh, God, did I? No, I don't remember that. Yeah, I barely did that. I mean, that that sounds like me. Um, Okay. And I think, so, I think you're 35. People see you as 28 or 29. You see yourself as... 53. I feel my age, I think. Okay. Yeah, I feel... I don't have a reaction to it. Either way. Age is just a number. Right? I mean, I kind of feel that way, but I also don't. I mean, I think... Like I said, the last couple of years have, like, spiritually aged me. (laughs) Um, Mm. You know, and just, like, noticing... I was actually just listening to um, my gals over on Rich Text who talk about Love is Blind. Rich Text is a Substack newsletter. And competitor. Competitor. But they're amazing. Um, and they were talking about Milton, who's 24 at the time of filming, who is just, like, I mean, what a king. Mm-hmm. Um, the only king, but a king nonetheless. Um they were talking about how he, the day of the wedding, he had been up since the day before working <laughs> and they were just like, what? And then one of the hosts made the comment of like, yeah, but when you're 24, like not having enough sleep doesn't affect you the same way it does when you're in your thirties. Like, you know, if I, so he had said he'd been up since like, like the afternoon the day before, and then was going to stay up all day and have a wedding and everything. I mean, if I was up for 36 hours, I can't tell you on how unhinged I would be, which we experienced yeah. when Archie was, because the na- the, when we had him, I, yeah, I basically was up for 36 hours, um, at least. I don't think I even slept. I don't remember sleeping that far. I might have been up for two days, but that's a different situation, totally heightened, but... I, I notice, yeah, I feel 35. Like, I feel if I don't get a good night's sleep, I feel it. I feel if I, you know. But what's your perception of what 35? Like, you're like, oh, that's what a 35, like, got to no, get my I, sleep. I, no, I gotta... no, 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 no. I don't have a certain, I can just feel myself getting older and life affecting me in a different way. I don't have it, like I said, I don't have a, thir- the only person I can think of is, like, my sister. And I, I, I you know, so if I was 25. Three and she would have been 35. Rylan would have been a couple of years older, a couple of years old. And like, I can visualize her. I, I can think of like, they came to visit for my grad school graduation. And like, she's like the only person I can think of that I can reference in time at a certain age or like you. Okay. When were you 35 in our relationship? I think you were probably 35 when we got married. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Not yet. I was 30, 34. 34, almost 35. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's like really my only reference. Um, the only reference is a 34-year-old who people perceive as 24. You don't, and yeah, you don't looks count. Looks like he's 12. My sister counts. Okay. Um, so I have a list of things that I wanted to bring up. And one well, I of, do too. And one of them says brushing your teeth, and I can't remember what that was about. Oh, that was about the other night when I came out to brush Archie's teeth, and you were laying on the couch, and I. Oh yeah. I. <laughs> I was like completely brain dead, and I like went up to you to start brushing your teeth, and I went, "Okay, are you ready?" And you were like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah. <laughs> brush me, mommy. <laughs> oh my god! Sometimes mm. I am like. Oh, not um, alive. Yeah, um, man. Um, I got a real good laugh out of you the other day. We were, I think we were watching SNL. And I said something like, I think I can only wink with my non-dominant eye. And you were like, what do you mean, dominant <laughs> eye? Which I want people to write in about because I, I feel like, you know, people talk about dominant hand, but like, I think... You have like a side of your body that you're dominant on, mm-hmm. like dominant leg, dominant hand, dominant eye. I'm looking at you with my dominant eye. But you're you're wait we're, wink, wink. Okay, yeah, you did it with your right eye. I wink with my left eye, my non-dominant eye. So wait, does that mean? I it just surprised you... it just surprised me. I was like. Do you breathe with your dominant or non-dominant nostril? Do you listen with your dominant or non-dominant ear? Anyway, I want people to write in about this because this feels real to me. And mm. I bet even like on an eye exam, you have different eyes. With, with, no, for sure. With I mean, my, uh, I have an eye that is. Which eye is better it? Better vision than my. Is other. it your dominant eye? Uh, it's my non-dominant eye. That has worse vision. Yeah, it's been weakened. Yeah, no shit. That's exactly what I just said. That's why it's weird. I'm an anomaly. Well, you know, my uncle is an optometrist. And if we could call out to him and say, like, in the field of optometry, is there a dominant versus non-dominant eye? All right. If everybody would like to know what WebMD has to say about this. Don't care. Don't care. Most people have a dominant eye that corresponds to their dominant hand. Right-handed people can also have a dominant left eye, but it's not as common. That's me. Wow. Wow. Not ready to accept that as a fact. Wow. Just not... Oh my God. It is amazing. Um, the other note I had was the Beckham documentary. I wanted to follow up on that. Mm -hmm. I'm really enjoying watching it. Mm -hmm. Kind of in love with them. Um, they seem great. Um, I think it is wild to me to watch him bend it. No, to listen to these people who even even can see into the future of how the rest of his life went and act like he's an an unhinged person for putting his relationship and his family before a game of footy. Like, they're acting like he's an insane person. And, I mean, on some level I get it, but it is very refreshing to see somebody who recognizes that while it is very important for a lot of people and it brings people together and it's wonderful, it is not more important than his connections with human people <laughs> and being in love with someone and starting a family. And um, I, I love like the spirit of sports. There's a little foley for everyone. Sizzle. Um, I love a lot about sports. I get moved by sports. You know, I loved, um, the last dance. Like I love it. This is segue into Lions Corner. No, but I, uh. here we go. Um, 
it's just, it's really, I think, it is a, um, what's the word? Not narrative on, but it's just like, it makes me sad <laughs> that it's so brutal. And, like, it's teaching, particularly for these young men, it is teaching them that their worthiness is about what they do and not who they are, and and that they don't need anything else. And if you're distracted by being in love with someone else, like, it's just, it's heartbreaking, and it makes me sad, and... Well, I think that there is... Um... You know, to get kind of going back to our earlier conversation about what we're wearing and Mm -hmm. to get to the point of being comfortable with what you're wearing, you got to try on some different outfits, you know, you got to try on like, and, and I think sports gives a lot of people who are looking for an identity or acceptance, an outfit to try on. That is for a lot of there's unhealthy parts about it, but for a lot of things, there are very healthy parts about it. For sure. And I think that it's, um, you know, a an important thing in that regard. And you then can see, okay, this is sort of what, you know, this feels like. And it's a supported sort of area. And then, yes, I agree. Like, it's kind of sick that he's being you know um now that you're saying this it's making me think those people were threatened by it they were like we're gonna lose him yeah for sure yeah 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 and it's like that's so code like if he doesn't first of all he was able to i think like on the surface i don't some of the behaviors he exhibited in this relationship are like you know, he would like drive hours and yeah, hours and hours to see her for a yeah, maybe from one codependent relationship to another. Maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. and this was like before Facetime, so like maybe if they had had Facetime, the boy wouldn't have been like you know driving all the way over. Could have been worse. Yeah, but he wouldn't be like driving for hours and hours to see her for five minutes. You know, mm-hmm. um, so like I'm not saying like everything was perfect and healthy, but it's like he was able to play and do all that and. It's a very, it feels. Let's be honest. He's a one trick pony. I don't think that at all. In fact, after watching this, I can't believe that you. What what, what do you mean one trick? I've watched him do a million tricks. He he kicks it. He does a good job kicking. Honey, it's soccer. Yeah. When soccer's, whoa, okay. Okay. Do not. That's um, like being like, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is good at throwing the ball. It's like, yeah, that's 90% of his job. You know, there are a lot of people who are good at throwing the ball. Aaron Rodgers is not a good quarterback because he can throw the ball well. Okay. I'd love to hear why do you think Aaron Rodgers is a good quarterback? I've now walked you into a corner. I walked you into a corner. Um,. Yeah, I, I can't believe you've watched that. You even rewound one of the scenes so you could watch it again. Yeah, he had a good sequence of dribbling and that led to a corner kick. So. And then he kicked a good corner kick. So, he kicks, so okay, he does is, a good is, kick. is kicking different than dribbling? Yeah, no, it is. It, okay. it was a okay. good. Okay, then he's got two skills, huh? <laughs> anyway, I'm really enjoying it. I love Victoria Beckham. She's like, which is a very big shock to me. I was a scary Spice Girl. Um, did you change the name so that lawyer would be first in here? No, I did not. I think that you put that. Okay. Um, shoes and no socks, acceptable, gross. What about when you go to someone's house with a no shoes on in the house policy? So I don't like wearing shoes or socks. However, I've recently discovered that I have plantar fasciitis, another way in which I feel 35. So I have to wear house shoes all the time. So that has changed my perspective. Um, 
And because I, of my skin condition, I've started to accept that I need to wear socks so that my feet don't dry out. Um, so I think about this. Like, I tend to wear socks now if I'm going to go to someone's house because I have to take my shoes off as soon as I get into someone's home. Mm-hmm. And you're different than that. It's again, I used to not care. Now I care. Now I think about... Hmm. Tracking shit in. Yeah. Yeah. Do they want to see my bare feet walking around their house? Are they going to be like, whoa, what's this guy's deal? This barefoot assassin, you know, mm. spreading germs around our house. Oh, so the bare feet you now think about. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I mean, that's a little strange. Yeah, I've, I've done feel, it. It's, I feel naked. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? But, but you, just... are you, are you a shoes off person? In somebody's house, yeah. I, you know, I'm. I would be comfortable wearing my shoes in somebody's house if they were comfortable with it. Okay, yeah, I couldn't do that. Okay, all right. I wouldn't be able to talk. You know, like I take your shoes off. Stay a while. Um, I like to sit like crisscross apple. I like to be like all. Oh, we've heard. I know. I'm sorry. I'm so. Creaky. Um, and I think we're good. We're at an hour and 15. I'm only talking about my newsletter this week because I wanted it to be short and sweet, and instead the inner workings of my dark, dark brain came to play. And that's that. Um, uh-huh. I do think that there eventually is a conversation here about like. You know, I I have to be honest that I notice every time I talk about motherhood really honestly that I feel scared <laughs> of being judged and being ridiculed, um, being seen as a bad mom, that I don't love my son, um, and it's been really helpful to read um, some stuff on Substack and... You know, I I know that that comes from misogynistic views of how women should feel, and um, and so I think I f- felt afraid to put that out there and to be honest, and that's not even really that honest. <laughs> like that's just mm-hmm. like that's a toned down version. That's the version that I'm willing to put out there. Um, but I think there's a deeper conversation there that I don't know that. I'm ready to have. And when I am ready to have, I'll put it in the newsletter first of just like, I think I know, I think I come from a long line of mothers who didn't necessarily want to be mothers and mother in the way that they had to. And I think I felt that, the burden of that and the weight of that. And I didn't really realize what that was, I think, until I became a mother. Mm. And I could feel these things that felt really unfair and, like... Like, I'm going to have to... To do this the way that society wants me to do this, to even some in some respect do it the way that I think on some level you want me to do it, I'm going to have to kill off a huge part of myself. Mm. <laughs> and I mean, honestly... I don't want you to kill off a huge part of yourself. I know, I know. But I think... <laughs> if I'm honest, those like... I felt like I was dying in the beginning and, and not in a, like, I mean, I did have, I did have retained placenta that that, that could have killed me and maybe that was part of it. Physically and, you know, I mean, I think there is a part of us that dies, like even when you're going into a new relationship Mm -hmm. or ending a relationship, there's a part of you that dies when you have that. This was, happened, right? this I was mean, more like, um, 
how about this? It wasn't that I was dying. It was that I was being killed. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't like, oh, yeah, you have to kind of let certain parts of yourself go. And, like, like mm-hmm. you're totally right. When you start in a relationship, like, you know, if you're in a monogamous one, like, you're not fucking other people anymore. And, like, you got to be more accommodating. And you got to sacrifice a lot. Like, this wasn't that. This was all these things that you are and need need to be subjugated and like you need to need less you need to be less you need to be subservient basically Mm. um your whole role is to serve your family and to serve this child and but we're not going to help you at all (laughs) and um in fact we're gonna make it really hard for you and we're gonna judge every single thing that you do and you know and i hope i make it clear in my writing that like it's motherhood that i have beef with not my child i love him so much and he's so great and wonderful and there's nobody like him and i feel so lucky um so it's like that yeah the the construct of what motherhood is come to embody by everyone and supposed to be and the weight and the pressure that is placed on a mother by norms by i mean just just family by me by our parents by everybody and friends and you know everyone has so many comments about it well i'm like think about it like i'm quote unquote a working mom has anyone ever called you a working dad? They've said, like, hey, daddy, you're really working at. <laughs> you see my point, but, though. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, oh, you know. How greedy of her to want to be more things than, yeah. you know. True. It's very true. Um, so, yeah, anyway, right. I put that out there, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. I have a lot more that I'm... So... I'm, um, we did get some uh, listener feedback. Oh, what about was it? Lions Corner. Oh yes, sorry. People do want Lions Corner. Okay, let's hear it. It was one person, but yeah, it, but it's the only feedback uh, we've received. Okay. Um, you so know, you know, the one person that said this doesn't even like football and is like just doing this for so for you. Okay. Well, hold on. You switched to Liberty Mutual. If they want to, if they want to, um... that's too loud. (laughs) It's like you want me to stop recording. Welcome to (laughs) Lions Corner with your hosts. John and Caitlin. So, what did you think about that win last week, Caitlin? Um, it was during my son's birthday party, so I didn't see any of it. And per our conversation on the first episode of this podcast, I do not like football, really. <laughs> so you thought it was great? <laughs> they, so won. they won. They won. They won. It was a victory. Jared Goff passed for over 350 yards. Is that good? That was a that was a good passing yard game. Okay. Um, do you think that? How do they look going into next week against the Baltimore Ravens? Um, I don't know if the Baltimore Ravens are any good. Well, we'll have to see. It'll be a real test for the five and one Detroit Lions, coming off a big win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We'll see what happens. Maybe. Do you think that they're the best team in the NFL right now? <laughs> It's just like I just can't have nice things. I just can't have nice things. <laughs> it makes me so upset. <laughs> well, that that does it for Lions <laughs> Corner, folks. <laughs> oh God, it's like it's in this moment where I'm like. I don't like men. (laughs) Uh, I find them just repulsive. 
All right. See you next week for more Lion's Corner. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, okay. There well, was. I think that's it for us this week. Yeah, um, great show. Great show. Um, and if you like what you heard, which I can't imagine that you did, um, how could you? <clears throat> Tune in next week, Void. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rate and review if you'd like. Um, and tell, tell us what you thought about Lion's Corner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and booge. Booge. Booge ribs. Booge booge. Love you. Disclaimer. The information provided on dialoguing in this podcast is for informational purposes only. Dialoguing in this podcast do not provide any professional or medical advice. Anything written or spoken should not be a replacement for medical, clinical, professional advice, diagnosis, or medical intervention. If you take any action as a result of what you consume on dialoguing or this podcast, this is based solely on your decision, and dialoguing in this podcast cannot be held liable for consequences of any action or inaction. By consuming dialoguing in this podcast, you agree that there have been no guarantees made about the results of taking any action, whether recommended or not. Dialoguing and this podcast provide educational and informational resources only that are intended to help readers and listeners thrive in their lives. You nevertheless acknowledge that your ultimate success or failure will be the result of your own efforts, circumstances, and the innumerable factors beyond the control and scope of this newsletter and podcast. Accessing and otherwise utilizing dialoguing and this podcast does not create a therapeutic relationship. Nothing in dialoguing or this podcast is meant to be a replacement for the services provided by a trained mental health or medical provider. If you have any questions, you can send me an email at dialoguingsubstack at gmail.com. This email address is also listed in the show notes. Thank you. See you guys next week. If you have any questions, you can send me an email at dialoguingsubstack at gmail.com. This email address is also listed in the show notes. Thank you. See you guys next week.